It's six o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for the Mutiny Radio Happy Hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the radio that exists. Yay! Clap it up for yourselves for being here. Hooray! You're an audience. It's an exciting night. We've got poets. We've got actual real people with souls in the building. It is not just filled with soulless monsters. Uh, Those are comedians. Uh, Hey, happy fifth day of Hanukkah, everyone. Yay! Happy two days after solstice. All right, I'm super excited for your... Oh, just to let everybody know, it's four-minute sets. You'll hear the horn at three minutes. I usually like to do it on a punchline, and then you have a minute to wrap up, and thanks for being here, and thanks for donating to Mutiny Radio. Um, All right, your first comedian's all the way here from New York City. So excited that he's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. Yay! Hey, oh boy, here are the jokes. I um, uh, I recently learned you're not supposed to use the word homeless anymore. Uh, so, so now the politically correct term is called unhoused. Uh, you know, it feels like a little bit like being on the Titanic and being like, oh, we're sinking. And someone's like, I think you mean unfloating. And I was like, oh, we got bigger problems to deal with, but okay. Uh, but I wanted to do it right. So I recently I asked a, uh, a homeless person or an unhoused person, I said, uh, what would you rather be called? Would you rather be called homeless or unhoused? And he a bit me. So I was like, oh God, I was, I was chomp once for homeless, twice for unhoused. But it is crazy. You know, it's not their fault. It's, they're treated horribly in this town. It's crazy. Uh, do you guys remember a few years ago when uh, they're planning on building a homeless shelter in San Francisco and the good people of San Francisco, they came together and they raised $70,000 to hire a lawyer to fight the homeless shelter being built which is kind of uh, incredible, you know, because like they only ever asked for one dollar, they had seventy thousand, you know, to make sure they didn't move next door. But um, I actually met at the old cafe I worked at. He came in. I met the lawyer who uh, who who was fighting against the homeless shelter, and I told him I was like, I think it's despicable and terrible what you're doing to the homeless people. And he said, uh, you should really say unhoused. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I bit him. I was like, ah, if I, ah, I just ripped his face off. Okay, so I get it now. There we go. Um. Let's see here. I uh, this, I, I was homeschooled growing up. Uh, that's a real thing about me. I was homeschooled. People often ask a lot of questions about it. Like, um, they'll say almost borderline insulting questions. They'll be like, did you have friends? And it's like, yeah, I had, you know, I was allowed to go outside. I had to wear a leash, but still, I could go outside and it worked out really well. So things were always good. Um, but I did, I had, I had a friend, we, one, we would meet other homeschoolers. There was like homeschool get togethers at a parks. We'd call it park day. We'd all get together a big do activities like climbing trees. That's fun. If you've never seen a group of homeschoolers together, it's probably cause they're in a tree. We love climbing trees. It's very good. Um, but then I'd also hang out with the neighborhood kids around me, like the actual, the school, you know, the bad kids, the, the ones who went to school, it was interesting because I'd kind of be a little bit in both worlds. Like with the neighborhood kids, uh, they, they taught me this game like I used to play growing up called uh, the Crips versus the Bloods. Uh, I didn't even know it was based on real life. I thought it was just a made-up game. I'd play with my friends. So I'd play that game. And then I'd go with the homeschool kids. And, you know, and the homeschool kids would come up to me and be like, I'm a Hufflepuff. And I'd be like, I'm a Crip. Okay? You know, and then I'd put my cigarette out in these eyes. You know, those kids wanted to magic. I had them turning tricks. Okay? You know, it was a fun time for all. I really, I've grown up. I'm not a fun person now, though. That's uh, the truth. I'm really not. Uh, this is true. I, I went, I was in uh, Munich, Germany a few years ago. 
And uh, if you guys don't know, I was there for the first day of Oktoberfest. You guys all know what Oktoberfest is? It's like a world-famous, huge festival. It's pretty much just a big party, right? Everyone gets together, gets drunk. It's a good time. And I didn't know it was Oktoberfest because I don't really pay attention to the news or anything. So I was just doing my the touristy stuff I was planning on doing. So I spent the first day of Oktoberfest uh, going to tour a concentration camp. That's what I did. I, I went to Dachau. And it's I got to be honest, because I didn't because I didn't know it's Oktoberfest, there's all these German people wearing like old timey outfits, uh, you know. So and, and I, I'm not a big fan of of all the things I don't like in the world. Right up near the top is old timey Germans. That's one of my least favorite things. And it's just weird because you're on, I was literally on a train going to a concentration camp. Well, looking out the window at all these old timey. I was like, Am I going back in time? What is happening right now? This feels wrong. It's just not a good. I don't know. I, um, I, I will say, though, I, in, in Germany, I don't like I like young German people. I have a lot of young German friends. They're great. It's the old ones I don't like to the point that on the, the, the buses there, sometimes like old people would get on and I wouldn't automatically give them my seat. You know, I'd be like, what were you doing in the 30s? Were you very active? Was, uh, let me see your papers. OK, I want to know. OK, uh, I think I'm out of time. Thank you very much. That's been my set. OK, there we go. Ian Levy, everyone. Hooray. That's like, um, that was an amazing Holocaust joke, an oblique Holocaust joke. I'm, I'm proud and happy. Have the best night and whatever shows you're doing, kill it, murder it, questionably house people. Uh, hey, your next comedian, super excited that he's here, just new to us from Texas. And that was my attempt at a Texan accent, which is terrible. Put your hands together for Dakota Price. Yay! <laughs> If I can make it to the stage, I trip over everything, man. Always tripping. Hello, everyone. My name's Dakota Price. Shout out to me and you radio. This is really awesome. You know, I just, uh, to break the ice, I want everybody to know that I'm imagining them naked. Not because I'm nervous, but because I like it. I'm looking at you. <laughs> no, guys, we're going to have fun tonight. Uh, it's going to get a little weird. It's going to get, you know, just a, you know, a little bit about me. I have bipolar depression. I take Zoloft for my depression. A uh, little known fact is that Zo <laughs> a side effect of Zoloft is worsening depression, which is depressing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I said, fuck all that, you know. Uh, Zoloft, uh, I, I, counter out, I counteract all the negative side effects with weed. So <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed. Y'all didn't know that. Uh, I don't know if you're not looking at me. Uh, <laughs> I, I look like Jonah Hill with felonies, I know. Uh, but no, uh, I smoke a lot of weed, and uh, you'll know if we're hanging out and I smoke too much weed, because I'll just look at you, and I'll be like, I got to go take a shit. And then I'll be gone for 45 minutes. <laughs> I'll just be in the bathroom alone, coming to you know terms with Jesus. It's like, hey, man, I know I do this every week, but... Just let me calm down. That'll be great, real great. You know, have a trash can in my lap and my pants around my ankles just in case I got a shit or throw up. I can't figure out which. The likelihood of me dying on the toilet is really high. That's what I found out. Uh, you know, uh, I'm from the South. I'm from Texas, the Bible Belt. And in Texas, we're told not to talk about two things, one of those being uh, politics, the other one religion. But I'm going to talk about religion because it's fucking hilarious. 
God's like, cut your dicks off. And everybody's like, okay. <laughs> no, uh, so there's this thing that they do in a, like Baptist and uh, Catholicism has their own thing. Uh, Baptist church have a, a communion or a, whatever, the, the Lord's Supper, you know, the, 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 the bread being the body of Christ and the juice being uh, the, the blood of Christ or wine. Uh, and these grant you your salvation, you know, and uh, if the, the body of Christ and the blood of Christ is so good, what about, uh, what about his come? <laughs> what about the come of Christ? You know, uh, I, I even know how we could serve it at communion. It could come in one of those uh, to toaster strudel packets. You know, if you've ever had a toaster strudel, the icing comes in one of those. You can just, you know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so uh, speaking of come... We've all been on those sites, right? Uh, the adult ones, the ones with the black and uh, orange letters. This guy's nodding his head. He's like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Get to the fucking point. Uh, the point is uh, we all know that they have those ads up in the corner that say, uh, this game will make you come in 30 seconds. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if this game could make you come in 30 seconds? You just click on the game. It's not even a porn game. It's just Diner Dash. You're making burgers. <laughs> you're making burgers, you're getting these burgers out, and uh, you know, you're getting tips, 30 seconds on the clock. You're making these tips, you're getting them out, you're getting burgers going, you're just playing the game, you're having a good time. Why am I getting hot? Why am I getting sweaty? 15 seconds have passed. What? Fuck, I've been playing Dino Dash for ages. Oh my god. Three, two, one. Ah! I would never stop playing that fucking game. Thanks, guys, that was my time. My name's Dakota Price. <laughs> Dakota Price, sending on a dick joke like a professional. Fantastic. Woo. Also been thinking, well, anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me, your next comedian, uh, let him. Let me know he's going to be a little bit late, so we're going to move on down the list. Your uh, next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Devondre Coleman. Yay. What's up? How y'all doing? Cool. Are these just regular Fruit Loops, Pam? Uh, I, I thought they were like THC infused. You say with extra lube? I was like, extra? Like, what is the normal amount of lube for a Fruit Lube? I, uh, I went to the doctor recently. My doctor told me I'm pre-diabetic didn't really move me because technically everybody without diabetes is pre-diabetic but also I feel like he should be putting more respect on the work I'm doing I'm an up-and-coming diabetic I consider myself a diabetic rising star like a blue-chip prospect oh, yeah I'm proof that bullying works oh, yeah, I recently stopped wearing skinny jeans because one of the homies told me I was getting thick as fuck it sounded like a compliment, but I didn't like that as fuck part. That felt excessive. I never know if my friends are like really complimenting me or being rude. Like one of them recently came up to me. He's like, yeah, Devondre, I'm happy you're happy in San Francisco. I can tell you found a new favorite restaurant. What? Is that a good or a bad thing? Now I got to. Now I gotta lose weight. Uh, I gotta lose weight for my vanity, not really for my health, because I like dating bigger women. 
And when you're skinny and you date bigger women, it's like you're being adventurous and she's accomplishing something. <laughs> now I'm getting bigger, it's just two big people on a date. We look like we both settled. <laughs> I, uh, I've been looking for ways to lose weight fast. I found this new diet called the Jurassic Diet. It's where you eat what you think the dinosaurs would eat if they were still around. I don't think it's gonna work. Because I think the dinosaurs would enjoy Oreos. <laughs> you, can, you can learn a lot online, though. I, I recently found this article that helped me raise my credit score by 90 points. 94 points. One easy step. Just use somebody else's social security number. Y'all <laughs> uh, know the game Fuck, Mary Kill? You ever played that game? You ever played the game Fuck, Mary Kill where you're one of the options? It'll humble you. My friends play multiple rounds of fuck, marry, kill. I found out I'm a unanimous decision for murder. It didn't matter who else was on the list. Usually they say my name first and they're like, yeah, kill Devontre. One round was me, Gary Coleman, and Elon Musk. And I still didn't survive. <laughs> Gary Coleman has been dead for years. Oh uh, yeah, what other joke do I have? Growing up, I wanted to join a gang, but I'm not built for prison. I've already fucked that one up. But uh, I wanted to join a gang, so I joined the army. Yeah, it's the only gang with commercials. The gang with the biggest budget. I was happy to join it, because it's the only gang that offers tuition reimbursement. I need to work on those words. Thank you, I'm Devontae Coleman, give it up for your host. No Keep your hands clapping for Devontre. Hooray! Woo! We're having fun. Um, your next comedian, he's on a show later tonight at a barber shop. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'll want to hear about it later. Clap your hands together for Calvin Gann. Yay! Hell yeah. I don't know how it's going to work either with my shitty haircut. Man, uh, so holiday seasons are coming up. Uh, anybody giving anyone gifts here? <laughs> anyone? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I hate giving gifts. Um, I think it's just like how I was raised. Uh, one year, my dad gave me an SAT prep book as my <laughs> as my Christmas gift. Yeah, it's a rough life I have. I don't like giving gifts because uh, I don't want to go through a gift registry. It's too much reading. And I also, like, if Stacy wants a year of diapers, she can go pick that up herself. Like, I'd rather just give her cash, right? And if, then if she's not grateful, I'll just snatch it right back. I do like giving gift cards, though. Like, I like giving gift cards. Uh, but, like, I'm, like, a very passive-aggressive gift card giver. Like, if I don't like you and I know you're vegetarian, I'm going to give you a gift card to Outback Steakhouse. So I want you to have a good time. It's not that good of a time. Uh, I, like, growing up, you already know that I have daddy issues. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad, right? There was this one time I went home with a B- minus on an essay. He looked me in the eye and he was like, son, I am disappointed. Um, 
and he beat me up, right? But he's like, for the next one, we're going to work on it together. Uh, so we worked real hard, worked all night, handed it in the next day. I got it back a week later. D plus, everyone. <laughs> D plus. D for daddy, I guess. So I went home, I looked him in the eye, and I beat him up, right? For doing such a terrible job of tutoring me. So obviously, you can tell I have some daddy issues, right? And if you are Asian and you have daddy issues, there's only two things that can happen, right? One is you get filial piety beaten into you, which is where you have a lot of respect for your elders, yeah? Obviously, that didn't work for me, right? I went home and beat up my dad. <laughs> or two, you uh, become a rebel. Yeah, you become a rebel and you do stand-up comedy <laughs> where, like, nobody cares. So, but, like, I'm a really risk-adverse rebel. So uh, the most risky thing that I did over the pandemic was grow out this soul patch that you see on my face. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do jokes at a barber shop later <laughs> <laughs> with my soul patch. <laughs> yeah. Like, been going on dates, a lot of women ask me why. Hey, why do you have a soul patch? Uh, my body, my choice. Got to use my God-given ability to grow hair in places nobody wants. All right? And being Asian, I can only grow hair in places nobody wants. Uh, I don't ride a motorcycle, like I said, because I'm really risk adverse. Instead, I ride an electric unicycle. Yeah. Uh, sounds cool. Ultimate cock block. After every date, the lady's like, back to your place? I'm like, nah, this ride only rides one. Yeah. I uh, guess I'll end with this one. Uh, look at me, you already know that I really like, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. That's what I'm saying. You already know that I'm getting older. And a lot of things that, like, when I was doing younger, you know, the meanings change, right? Like, recently, I told my mom I was going to go pick up some chicks um, at the club. Uh, and so she was real shocked when I came home with some rotisserie chicken from Costco. <laughs> yeah, I really do like shopping at Costco. Anyway, that's been my time. Keep it going for your host, Pam. <laughs> Yay, Kelvin Gan, Iceman Zero, hooray. Yay, with your chicken joke. That was lovely. I, lo I also love Costco. Uh, yeah, they take food stamps there. Did you know that? They take food, they do. You can get four pounds of bacon. <laughs> we'll get, uh, I'm really high right now, you guys. I'm sorry, I'm being a bad host. But your next comedian is so funny and wonderful. And God, you look like you just walked out of a movie set. Not you, Art. It's your next comedian. Put your hands together for Wally Hippolito. Yay! Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What's up, Mutiny? How y'all doing? Happy holidays. What's up? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Y'all have a good holiday so far? Yeah. Mine's been a little mixed bag, honestly. Uh, you know, uh, go back a little bit. On Thanksgiving, I had my first sit-down dinner, which was great, you know? Uh it was with my girl's family. We went, we went down to SoCal, and uh, my girlfriend's Puerto Rican, right? So I thought it was going to be a little non-traditional. It was going to be weird, but it had everything a Thanksgiving could have. It was like it had a turkey, stuffing, uh, racist uncles, you know, like everything that you could want in a Thanksgiving. It was great. Yeah, it was good. Um, but, uh, you know, the downside of this holiday season, my grandfather actually passed away last week. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. We actually put him, uh, we put him down yesterday. Uh, into the ground, not a fucking dog, everybody. Now, we put him, uh, yeah, he passed away last week, and, you know, I thought it was going to be a sad time with me and my family, but I, re 
I failed to realize that, like, roasting the fuck out of a dead person really brings the family together, guys. Yeah, like, we were huddled up around that body, and people were ready to throw out 30, 40 years of whatever the fuck they had to do with my grandpa. Like, whatever smoke they want. If that guy hadn't passed away in his sleep, he was definitely dead from getting flamed up for four hours by the... It was like 40, 50 people just wanting to air out everything that they want. It was crazy, guys. It was crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, but no, I, I love my grandfather, though. He was a good guy. Uh, he exuded the American lifestyle. He loved America, you know? That was his thing. Like, he he was a sailor. He worked tax. He paid for his tax, or he paid his taxes. He hated his family. So he had he was the, Ameri- he was the American dream, guys. It was good. What else I want? Um, I um, I'm glad I'm not seeing as many uh 2023 2023 affirmations this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad people are kind of pausing on that because like the last time people said that it was their year, it was 2020. Yeah, and you guys know what happened, right? Uh, Korean takeover. Yeah, yeah. Koreans really. T- it was tw- for COVID or whatever, like Koreans really took over 2020, guys. Like they had Parasite, they won an Oscar. BTS started penting everybody up. Everyone's getting horny over them. Kim Jong un died, came back, and then a hot, had a hot girl summer. It was fucking great time for Korea, honestly. Like, and if like everybody was worried about COVID and getting sick, but like we really should have been prepping for Korean fever, guys. That was the thing. Great. Uh, but I am glad we're out of the pandemic, though. It was a good time. It was a crazy time. Uh, the pandemic didn't re- seem real, did it? Like the pandemic felt like uh, to me, it felt like, you know, you were in, in we were in the Matrix. We we're in some type of simulation. But except uh, if Neo instead of giving us a red or blue pill, Neo gave us like an expired Quaalude which was really great. I loved it. Like, you know, like people were doing weird shit during the pandemic, guys. Like, there was a there was a group crumping on the LAPD. Do you guys know what crumping is? Yeah, that shit is insane. Like, I know I know tensions were high with the police at that time, but if I were LAPD, I I probably would have shot them, honestly. You just got to do it for the tension. Uh, and I think that, oh, you know, on my last note about uh, COVID, like there was a high snitch factor during the pandemic, guys, and I wasn't really feeling that at all, but uh, I'll work on that. I'm Wally Hippolito. That's my time, guys. Thanks. Wally Hippolito, espousing the beauties of COVID. I missed that pandemic, man. That panty was fucking sweet. Uh, your next comedian. So excited that he's here. Clap your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay. Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, I don't have a lot of Indian friends because I like to feel special about myself. But uh, me and my token Indian friend, uh, we were talking recently, and he was like, Newman, I want to get in touch with Indian culture. And I was like, yeah, man, you should go for it. And uh, the next time I met him, he had an Indian accent, which he didn't have before. That was new. And I don't know, man. I feel like having an Indian accent... To be a part of Indian culture is like playing Mario Kart to be a part of Italian culture. Like, that's not how that works. But me, I, I asked my friend, like, why? Okay, that's a late one. That's cool. But uh, me and my friend were talking, and I asked him, like, why he was talking like that. 
and he start he said he was starting a yoga class to seem authentic to white people and i was like that's just great marketing right there like i'll be honest if this audience was all white right now i'd be doing an indian accent like right now um yeah being indians weird like we're not seen as like traditionally attractive which i don't think is fair because i was talking like my gay friend recently and he was like newman i really like hairy man and i was like you'll love all of my uncles Got a weird relationship with my parents. Like my dad got mad at me once. He was like, Newman, I'm really disappointed that you're not 5'11 and I'm 5'10 and he's 5'8. So I don't know what that short fuck is talking about, but I will fight him. Got a weird relationship relationship with my mom. Like my mom had me when she was 20 and I realized that's gonna cause a lot of problems down the line. Like I can't put my mom in a nursing home because I'm just going to see her there in like 10 years. It's going to be super weird. Yeah, no, I can't really share things with my parents anymore. Like, I I can't call my mom and be like, you know what? I had a spoonful of peanut butter today for lunch. Because I spent too much money on Molly this week. Like, that's not something I can tell her. I feel like the Apple screen time feature, that's a weird feature on your phone. Because that's a feature that makes you feel bad about using their product too much. Like, no other company can get away with that. Like, McDonald's can't have a thing where they're like, if you eat here more than three times a week, we're going to call you a fat fuck. You know, that's not something they can do. I'm um, part of Gen Z, but I think Gen Z and millennials, we're pretty much the same. You know, like, we're really progressive and, like, really poor. Like, I think the only difference is I feel like millennials grew up dreaming about buying a house only to be really disappointed. And then I grew up being like, wow, I really want a dishwasher. You know, that would be dope. I'm glad you laughed at that because I don't have a dishwasher. I feel like astrology is getting out of hand. Like my friend, she got a DUI recently and her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're an alcoholic. And I don't know what sign that is, but it's not a good one. Like, I feel like we're getting to a point where like astrology is going to be just like a legal defense. Like, there'll be lawyers in court. Like, you know what? My client did kill eight people. But that's just what happens when you're a fire sign, you know? Mercury's in retrograde. That's just... Okay. Goodbye, guys. Yay! Hooray for Newman Jake! Yay! All right. Moving right along. Uh, your next comedian. Uh, he's been hanging out at Mutiny Radio. And I appreciate the support. Put your hands together, everybody. Fart G! Yay! <laughs> Ooh, hello, everybody. Woohoo! It's Friday. Come on, guys. Come on. It's Friday. We got the holidays. I found parking right outside. It's a good fucking day, man. Hell yeah. Didn't mean to rub that in. Not trying to turn you guys against me, but it was pretty easy. Um, a little bit about me, guys. I'm an immigrant. I was born in Armenia. Then my family moved to Russia, and then we moved to the United States when I was 12. When we moved here, I had the summer to learn as much English as I can before the school year started. And the advice people gave me was to watch a ton of TV, because you hear people talk English on TV, you start picking up on the language. So I did. All summer, like, it was my job, I was watching TV. And it was weird, because I was starting to understand people on TV, but not in real life. Weird, right? Turns out I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. Ay, Dios mío. 
I just saw the hot weather girls and I was like, no, mama's way. This is the channel for me. <laughs> Fucked up. Did not learn English. See, it's hard being an immigrant because you come to this country, you don't know the language. It's a huge culture shock. It's hard to assimilate. And a lot of immigrants relate to this. Like, no matter where you're from, a lot of immigrants relate to this. But I have this one coworker that always tries to, that always wants to remind me that she's an immigrant herself. And it pisses me off because she's from Canada. Toronto, Canada. I don't know. I'm kind of fucked up because I, see, I lived in Russia for 10 years, so I kind of think like a Russian sometimes. Because I look at Canada and I'll just think to myself, how come U.S. hasn't invaded them yet? <laughs> Damn, you're more fucked up than me. I have an excuse. I grew up in Russia. What's your excuse, sir? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That's fair. Guys, I've been in San Francisco for the last 20 years. I grew up in San Francisco. I love this place. This is the only place where my family and I feel like we belong. And I feel it's because San Francisco is so accepting of almost everybody. I'll give you an example. I work at the most stereotypical San Francisco tech company. I know, I know, but got to pay the bills, you know? And if I was to walk up to my manager and tell her, like, hey, Megan, I got to tell you something. I'm gay. She'd probably be like, Art, don't worry. I'm here for you. We're here to support you. Whatever you need. Do you need some time off? Take some time off. Whatever you need, we're here to support you. And I love that about San Francisco, right? But if I were to walk up to the same manager and tell her I'm Republican, she'd probably be like, Art, don't worry. I've been trying to date. Uh, it's really hard to date in this inflation. You know, you can't even be honest anymore because every guy in dating apps is inflating his height. And be honest. It's hard to date in this recession. Again, I'm not talking about the economy, just my fucking hairline. See, it's weird because I'm the only bold person in my family. That means there was nobody there to teach me things like how to shave your head. That you're supposed to put sunscreen on top of your head. Or that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. What the fuck? But see, I only go after women that are out of my league. But because I'm bold and short, most women are out of my league. We'll end it with that. Thank you, guys. Archie, hooray! Yay, yay! All right, I'm so excited about your next comedian. It's the fifth day of Hanukkah, and she's so funny and wonderful, and she's my friend, and you're going to love her. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Woo! Woo! Well, just so you know, I would not have picked this face and this scrawny frame to represent my lofty ideals. This is not what I had in mind when I said adorable, fun-sized lesbian. This is more a cross between a scared bird and a day-old french fry. Don't I look like Woodstock in the Peanuts comic strip? With the hair and the big nose? If Woodstock were an old dyke with an eating disorder and poor social skills? Okay. The first thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old. And I hate that. I argue to say that old precedes female, because we even say old lady. It's not lady old. 
unless it's in Spanish, and then it's Senor Mejor. But then there's also race. At what point do you think white? Before lady or after? Before old or after? Which came first, the chicken or the old lady? And did you know that LOL also stands for little old lady? Or in my case, little old lesbian? And an LOL, LOL is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life. Laugh out loud, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? I love that one. I have a system for making my toast in the morning, and as you can guess, it's very OCD. I get out the bread, the peanut butter, and the jam, and put them on the counter. The jam goes on the right, the peanut butter goes on the left, and the toast goes in the toaster. And when the toast comes up, you put the peanut butter on the toast and the jam on top. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> I At least I hope so. Anybody putting the jam on the bottom and the peanut butter on top is just fucked up and needs help. I don't know what's wrong with them. Then you cut the toast in half, and you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. These are the traditions of my people, and I do not question them, nor should you. All the troubles in this world can be traced back to fuckers like you eating the left side of the toast first. Cut that shit out. I mean it. Breakfast is the most important meal because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Don't be set in the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate his toast left side first on 9-11. And you know how that shit turned out. So don't do it. And if you're going to have bagels or English muffins, it's the top and then the bottom. And don't be taking that in a sexual way either because it's not supposed to be. It's just toast. Now let's review. <laughs> let's review. What side of the toast do we eat first? Very good. You're paying attention. Good for you. My work is done here. All right. Here's a depressing thought. I've been clinically depressed more than half my life. Here's an uplifting thought. At last count, 27 of my various therapist kids attended Stanford, Harvard, and Yale. Coincidence? I think not. Here's another depressing thought. I have a BA in English and theater, a master's in creative writing, a teaching credential, and a certificate of completion from Columbia University School of Bartending. Thank you, all true. And yet I stand before you without a steady job. Here's an uplifting thought. Uplifting thought, right? Yes. <laughs> I lost track. <laughs> My last show, I got a free drink ticket. Comedy pays. Okay, one more depressing thought. Most women my age are married or in a relationship, have kids and grandkids, nice jobs, good homes in Walnut Creek or some other some shit. I have none of those things. Here's, another, here's an uplifting thought. Most women my age are dead. Oh, well, I'll work on that when I get back to you. <laughs> okay, that's my time. I'm Lauren Kraut. Thanks very much. Lauren Kraut, yay, and then yay, yay, woo. All right, we are exactly halfway through. Don't get comedy pneumonia. We have a great second half of the show. Your next comedian coming up, the international comedy of Dan Guan. Yay. Uh, we're going to do the whole set in a different language. How about that sound? Oh, shit. Oh, that's a flex. It's okay. Um... 
Yeah. All right. Some things about me, guys. Uh, so I do comedy at night, but by day I work at a tech company. Yep. Hold your applause. Anyway. Uh, yeah. A lot of times my friends will ask me, like, Dan, how do you balance working at a tech company and doing comedy at night? Uh, and to me, they're both really the same thing. Because in comedy, people heckle. Uh, and then uh, at work, it's called unwanted small talk. So same thing, really. Same thing. Um, but like Pam, you know, like Pam said, before we get to international stuff, I do comedy at a lot of uh, weird places. Uh, recently, last month, I did comedy at a new music festival. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Yeah, one comedian fully clothed in front of 100 naked people. Who's watching who? Like, you know, it's like... <laughs> Not me. Anyway, uh... I, uh, I do travel a lot for comedy sometimes. Uh, recently, two weeks ago, I just came back from London. Anyone actually came to, went to London before? Anyone? No? All right, cool. Uh, I hate them either. I hate them too. Okay, anyway. Uh, no, uh, I came back from England, and um, I liked my time there. Although the weird thing about coming back from England is I noticed that now I speak English with like a slight British twang, and now things don't make any sense. Like the other day, I'll just like be talking to my friends and be like, man, <laughs> that Niners game was wild in it. Like it just doesn't make any sense you know and i think that i like the way that british people have with their way of words like they like to condense a lot of their words to make things sound faster right so for example like ain't it is in it uh bottom is bottom and idiot is wanker yep that's right okay cool all right <laughs> we're not doing with these british lessons um Speaking of British lessons, uh, I've actually even like a lot of times British, we think that, you know, we think that uh, here in America, British, the British accent is very sexy. Uh, but when I realized when, we were, when they were over there, uh, they really love the American accent. No, but not even just the American accent. They love the Southern accent, which makes me say, think it's so crazy that when uh, one day I was at a pub, a bunch of guys came out to me super drunk. They're like, oh, mate, can you go say, like, say hello and how you say things in America? To which I had to come up with random words, and I just struggled. I was like, uh, howdy, and peach cobbler. Like, it just, like, you know, just, <laughs> that's all I could really come up with. <laughs> Where's my health care? Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, let's see. I, uh, so, uh, like, uh, like a bunch of other comedians here, I'm having a trouble, uh, tough time with dating. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I think, I think dating can be hard in San Francisco. One of the things I learned is that I think here women have like way too, too high standards. You two look cute and you two look cute. I don't know if you guys are dating or not, but you know, thank you. Yeah. I just think that women here have too high standards. You know, one time I was at a bar, I got some girl's phone number. I finally got, got a chance to text her and all I got a response was, uh-uh, no way. I don't date men with Android phones. You heard that one before? Yeah, the joke or just you getting told personally? Like, told personally? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we're going to be discriminated here. Yeah. Which is so crazy, right? Because then I asked her why, and she's like, I think men with Android phones is a red flag. I'm like, don't you mean that's a green flag? Like, what? Which is so nuts. Um, and I think one of the other things that bothers me is that, like, I hate it also when people tell me that I'm cheap. I'm not cheap. I'm frugal. There's a big difference, right? Because frugal people, you're willing to spend money if it's worth it, right? Uh, but if you're cheap, you keep your money uh, under your mattress. Anyway, one time I asked this girl on a date, and she thought it was kind of weird that I asked her out only for coffee. And I said, listen, babe, I'm just telling you, it's not because I'm cheap. Uh, I just don't think you're worth it. So that's, <laughs> that's my frugality coming to play. Matter of fact, if you think I'm so cheap, you'll know that I'm cheap if I ask you on the first date to be in a Zoom call in 2022. That's how, 
how you know it's cheap. Oh my God, COVID? No, we, we, no, we can't, we can't be doing this. Uh, let's see. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. One, one last joke. Uh, recently I reached out on, on, on Facebook by a dating coach, uh, just out of nowhere. And I asked, and he asked, I asked him like, how'd you find me? And he said, oh, I just, all I looked for was Asian men that worked in tech companies with no females in their, in their profile pictures. Okay. That was a weird, weird premise. But then I asked him, I was like, how much, how much does it cost for a dating coach? And he said $3,000, which is insane, right? $3,000. You can do a lot to improve your dating life. Like I could go buy a new suit. I can go out to go buy some gym memberships, and I can buy one Vegas prostitute. That would make my dating life so much better. Okay, I've been all right. I've been Dan Guan. You guys have been dope. Thanks so much. Dan Guan, everyone. Yay! Legalized sex work. Yay! Right? And yeah. Okay. Safety, and then tax them. Come on, America, get with it. Uh, your next comedian. I'm super excited that she's here. She came all the way across the bay. Clap your hands together for Sarah Guth. Yay! Actually, as an accomplishment, I made it here because, like, a lot of people know this because I've driven people places. I'm not the best driver. Um, yeah, no, like, <laughs> the other night I was driving home and I was about to miss my turn. So I came to, like, this awkward stop and then, like, cut across two lanes. And I heard a cop on the loudspeaker behind me. So I was like, ah, fuck, you know, start to pull over. But then the cop goes, I swear to God, this is a true story. He was like, nope, keep driving, but that turn was bad. Yeah, I got heckled by a cop. Also, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, cops get a commission for issuing tickets, but this guy was like, nah, she's not worth the risk. <laughs> like, who knows what could happen if we set her off course. Um, okay. Yeah, I am kind of a mess. Uh, recently, so I went to buy a weighted blanket for anxiety. Anyone else have a weighted blanket? Yeah, yeah. So the recommendation is you're supposed to get a blanket that's, like, 15% of your weight, I was like, that's not enough. I need to be suffocated. Um, <laughs> I need 50% to forget. Okay, no. Um, so I, yeah, I haven't, been, I haven't been doing comedy a lot because my long distance boyfriend was visiting for like a whole month and a half. Um, yeah, we had a pretty serious conversation before he left and he was like, I'm worried you're too emotional. And I was like, I'm not fucking emotional. Um, yeah, I, he does have a point though. Uh, but I just like, I also feel like it's not, fair to criticize me for that because I also asked him I was like hey like I was just curious so it's like are you self-conscious about anything I'm sure like we all have responses we're comedians right like if I ask you you're self-conscious about anything you know I see some nods okay uh yeah he was like I don't know I'd have to think about it what what I I was like I have some ideas for you um <laughs> No, I was more, I was like, I, is that what it's like to be a man? Like, I didn't know those people existed. Um, but no, a few days later, it's like, I thought about it and I am like kind of bummed that I can't grow a full beard. It was like, I'm over here worried that I inherited narcissistic tendencies from my mother and that my personality is too intense to be loved. And you're just like, I don't have a beard, but like, if I did, I'd be self-conscious. It's like not full enough. Um, that's cute. No, he's great. I love him. Um, <laughs> What else I want to talk about? I uh, so some of you may notice I have a new jacket. Um, it's because I was robbed. Uh, yeah, I was on a road trip, and I don't know how many people have heard this story, but I was on a road trip, and um, I had all my stuff, and someone broke in my window. They took my backpack, with my computer, my uh, duffel bag of clothes. I had this quilt made of my old high school track T-shirts. They took it. No, it was shitty. They left my REI sleeping bag, one of two rolls of toilet paper, one of two pillows, and then a six pack of beer because I were like I guess they were like yeah she'll need it 
Um, but like, I don't know, I did go to the police station first thing the next morning, uh, and it was like 8 a.m. on a Saturday, so no one was there, but there was a sign that said, please check in. This is in San Jose. Sign that said, please check in, and then a kiosk that said, register here under a screen with two options, um, arson and registration 290. And I was like, well, I'm not here for arson. Um, so I click 290, fill out the form, and then a screen that pops up said, thank you for registering as a sex offender um true story uh yeah i'm not okay so just to be clear i'm not actually a sex offender but um i am a registered sex offender uh we're working on it. also newman was laughing before like some of you knew what 290 was and i'm a little bit concerned for you <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know from experience um Okay, I'll do a quick joke. So I, some of you know, I'm a, um, I teach biology at community college. And one of my goals is I want students to be able to apply biology to like identify science facts versus misinformation. And I always ask like, why is it racist to blame COVID-19 on China? Some of you guys are like, I'm racist. Um, <laughs> no, but one of my students this year was like, oh, it's racist to blame COVID-19 on China because like the US government planted it. I was like, you know what? Still a conspiracy, but we're moving in the right direction. It's not racist. Um, but I was like, okay, like I want them to base opinions and evidence. So I was like, okay, Jose, like why do you think, why do you think that? Let's talk about it. And he was like, well, the U.S. government has a history of this. They put LSD in our water. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like everyone else has LSD in their water, and I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, we'll end there. True story. Gotta love Jose. I give it up for Pam. Syracuse, everyone! Yay! I hope they put LSD in the water. That that. I guess they did that in the fifties. I don't know. It was the Tuskegee incident thing too. They also gave people stuff. They, we our government lies to us all the time. Your ne your next comedian who's on the list. Charlie didn't make it, which makes me sad. Um, oh my gosh, this is one of my most favoriteest people. He's so funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together, everybody. For Spencer Devine! Ah, ah, we're so excited. We don't even mind that he takes time to look through the snacks. Ah, oh God, he's so discerning. Oh, he could have just picked the first bag, but he really cares. Ooh, ah, I don't know. Are these different? Ah, I can't. I, I realize I can't read. Ah, I was raised by wolves. Ah, uh, I look like a beard grew a personality. <laughs> so I, it, it's okay, like. But of like a full beard's always gonna make me look kind of homeless all the time. Like if I don't take my phone, my iPhone out, I'm gonna get followed by Target security. It, it's a given. The backpack helps, but definitely the beard. Uh, I look like a lieutenant in the Salvation Army. <laughs> so the other day, this guy walks up to me because I don't look all the way homeless i look like i might have some change on me so this guy walks up to me and he's like hey let me tell you a joke for 75 cents 
And I was like, oh, this is the wrong audience. Because I'm like, oh, I'll tell you a joke for fucking 50 cents. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'll tell you a joke for 75 cents. And I'm like, you don't get how bargaining works. You don't move back up. And then I'm like, I'll tell you a joke for a dollar. Now take it or it'll be a dollar 25. And he left and neither of us made money. And that's the true spirit of comedy. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, I really, people are like, Spencer, oh, do you like San Francisco? And uh, I'm like, no, it's okay. I just literally can't live anywhere else because I can't handle real weather. Uh, I don't tan. My father was Irish and my mother was apparently a vampire. Uh, I, I don't tan. I suffer. It's, it's fucking terrible. The sun is trying to kill us. One day it's going to explode. Uh, but at least it's there for us. Everyone's like, oh, the moon's so beautiful. Did you know that the moon is moving away from us? Like this much every fucking year. It's going out for a pack of cigarettes and it's never going to come back. The tides are only going to get worse. Um, why is it so fucking cold? Global warming's a myth. I'm just, it's fucking colder. Uh, you can't change the weather all the way. Uh, the government is lizard people. Uh, and people seem concerned. They're like, oh, how do we know who's a lizard person and who's not a lizard person? If someone's a lizard person, you're gonna know. Do they, uh, run around in the heat and then they freeze in a shadow and blink? <laughs> They're a lizard person. Has any of your friends ever legitimately suggested that you eat a cricket? Uh, that's not cool. It's not trendy. They are a fucking lizard person. Uh, lizard person is a, is almost more acceptable than being a rat person, though. Those people are weird. Uh, you guys know about rat kings? Uh, it's when a bunch of rats get together because it's raining, and then they turn into, like, if teleportation technology went wrong. <laughs> it's just a bunch of tails and fucking a ball of rats. Like a bunch of rats were like trying to form Voltron and they didn't have blueprints. So they just like, blah! And like Rat Kings used to be in the, like the lead villain in the Nutcracker. They fell fucking far. Just saying. Serious point. Thank you, Pam. Spencer Divide. Proving that they do put acid in the water. <laughs> Clearly. That was lovely. Um, all right, your next comedian. I'm looking at the list. Oh, I'm so excited that he's here. He's this is I got to see, I've got to see him two nights in a row. This is like joyous and wonderment and just how incredible he's around and alive and hilarious. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Mauricio. Oh, thank you. Yes. Radio World. Oh, man. All right. Give it up for all those weird people before me, huh? <laughs> They're dreamers. All right. Uh, what they like talking about, though, uh, in all honesty, uh, I'm 35, about to turn 36. And uh, one thing that's starting to really happen is that me and my friends have gone like nuts, right? Like we crossed the edge in life. And because of everything that we did, there's a lot of friends that don't want to hang out with each other because they regret everything that they did in the past. You know what I mean, guys? 
Like, I have a bunch of friends, right, up in Seattle. Like, one time there was, like, this amazing house party, right? We went really crazy. Uh, they threw a mattress off the second floor. And one of my best friends literally just stripped down naked, right? And he lit his mattress on fire, right? And then he had sex with the wrong woman and got her pregnant, you know? So he gets evicted, and now we can't hang out anymore, right? And he's literally telling us, like, dude, why didn't you guys stop me before I ever did any of this shit? I was like, you seem really happy, all right? You guys could have given me a condom. Like, you look like you were in love. We were going to stop that, right? So we can't hang out, you know? Like, when people, like, really regret everything they do in life, right? Like, one thing, too, that I hate that people keep hyping up is that there's a bunch of nerds doing stand-up comedy right now. It started pissing me off, man, a lot, right? And uh, the biggest thing that they always talk about right now is doing mushrooms. Like, it's, like, the new thing, right? Everybody wants to talk about mushrooms. I do a shitload of mushrooms. I do a ton. And I hate when these motherfuckers come up to me and they're like, oh, man, Mauricio, I did mushrooms the other day. I finally get your world. And I'm like, have you ever, like, pissed your pants, punched your best friend in the face, right? Started crying and came to you outside of a corner store and almost went to jail? They're like, no, I never did that. You don't know my fucking world, right? We got nothing in common, right? Good stuff. I've done a shitload of mushrooms, man. I've done, like, two ounces by myself at night at 3 a.m. in the fucking Fillmore. Right? Figuring out the universe, you know? That's how far I've taken it. I've done it so much that I'm indigenous. I come from the only tribe to never get conquered around the world in Oaxaca, Mexico, to a point where I realized that we had sex with aliens. And I literally ended up on a tree going, like, figuring out the universe, right? And I see a spaceship, and I was like, I miss you, Dad. <laughs> That's what I did, man, straight up, right? I've done so many mushrooms, right? One thing that I love when amateurs do shrooms is they don't think that you can do it every day because the brain cancels out. They just haven't achieved enough, right? One thing I love about the much as I've done, oh, there's a seat guy here. Man, you should have came sooner. <laughs> oh. Wow, here comes. Shit, man. All right, the little box kids club is getting rowdy, huh? <laughs> All these punk kids that look like they're wearing wires and giving me shit, right? Get up for the mini gentrifiers as I continue, right? Oh, this is how Mexicans got kicked out of this neighborhood. <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> I understand why there's Asian hate. <laughs> oh, taking it there. Oh, sorry, guys. I have a dream up here. All right. Well, on this note, I've done a lot of drugs, right? And one of my, and my favorite is shrooms. And what I was about to say is if you want to do shrooms every day, you just got to find the person that has multiple species and you can do them every day. One time I did achieve this, right? One of my greatest friends ever. So they had two types of species, right? So I got to do it for an entire month. Have you guys ever done this? All right, it's the greatest thing ever. Like at first, I literally like beat it to that halfway point in the month and my friends were watching The Office, and I swear to God to this day, that in the middle of the scene, I saw Steve Carell go like this with a cup of water, Hail Satan. I was like, he just said Hail Satan, and I'm like, Mauricio, shut the fuck up, you had enough, and I was like, not yet, right? One time, I did it, I crossed the line to the entire month, right, and I lied down on, the, on my friend's couch, right, I lied back, and I saw like this white light kind of make me go blind, and I got a vision of the future where everything was in fire, right? And there was a couple in the basement with a transmitter that can send messages to the past. And they were like, shh, if you can hear us out there, please tell everybody that we were wrong. Technology was wrong. Love was the answer. Please tell them for us, for our sake. Shh. 
I was like, now I had enough, and I ain't seen shit, right? All right, my name's Spencer Devine. Thank you. <laughs> yay, Maurizio, yay. Wow. Um, okay, so I'm going to go up. Clap for me. Yay. Who are you? Where did you come from? People that are actually here. This is like you're real people. This is amazing. Thanks for being here, you and the people and the you and the. I'm like, wow. Hi, everybody. No, really. How did you find it? Oh, bad your neighbors. Okay, fuck yeah. Well, welcome, friends. Yay. You're going to learn some weird things about my butthole. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> I should, I'll just start with that. Um, knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism. Now, a lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I could talk about my butthole on stage. Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's the tiniest Arby's. Got the meats. <laughs> That's a hemorrhoid joke. It's okay. I have abortions older than you, so it's okay. I get it. You don't, you're going to be like, where are these references? This is cool. Yeah, I had my first abortion in 1995. Yeah, 27 years ago. Oh, I'll tell you the math later, but 27 years, 27 years ago. Uh, and I only have one regret about that first abortion. Uh, and that's that I didn't have the kid because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> do, did you, do you don't like 27-year-olds? Of course you do. Come on. They're hot. Anyway, they're so dumb, though. They're young. Dumb. Uh, they're doing this new thing called intermittent fasting. Have you heard about the intermittent fasting? Yeah, boys are microdosing food. It's so cute. Oh, are you intermittent fasting? Oh, you're going to mansplain anorexia to me? doing this for 30 years. Come on. But I only eat when the sun is in the northwest corner of the sky. You have an eating disorder, sir. I should know I used to be uh, bulimic, but I wanted to be known as an environmentalist. So I would vomit into the compost. Renew, recycle, regurgitate. Now that highly acidic compost will be great on the wine vines in Napa. 2020 Pinot. It's gonna be so good. No, I love, I like, I like young guys. That's why I was watching World Cup. Did everyone watch the World Cup? Yay, yay. I loved it so much because finally I got to watch hot 26-year-old men make goals. Cool. <laughs> why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Thank you. Now, the reason I can't have a gun is that there's weed in my lip gloss. So that's, <laughs> so I cannot have a gun. They don't give me a firearm for the love of God. That's crazy. I also like Mauricio do a lot of drugs. Do you ever smoke so much weed that you understand Spanish on the bus? Does that happen? Right? Yeah. Um, I, that happened to me. I was like, holy shit, Jacinta, Jesus has been cheating on you forever. I don't know what's going on. We all know this. The whole bus knows. Que pasa en tus pantalones? Una fiesta en mis pantalones de todos vienen. 
If you don't, if you speak Spanish, it's fine. But I hate to explain it to people that don't. It's like ah, it's my so one guy on the bus, he got, he called me a puta cabra. And I didn't know if it was a compliment or like a cat call. I didn't know what it was about. If it was like, if he was being mean, I couldn't tell. Because a chupacabra is a goat eater, right? So a puta cabra is a goat whore. Which is an incredible metal band from Louisiana. Do you know about goat whore? Face melting metal. <laughs> goat whore. Um, or he could have meant like goat like the greatest of all time. <laughs> I'm the goat whore. <laughs> it's a silly joke. <laughs> shall I, Lord, shall I do my death metal joke? I'm trying to impress Nick. Okay, so I, so I, I am. I was a. I have an MFA in poetry, and that was a poor choice. Not a, not a bad choice, just a poor one. Because I'll never make any money ever. <laughs> um, but I decided. I would, you know, write lyrics because people who write lyrics make money. And I thought, oh, I'll write lyrics for death metal because there's only like nine words in those songs anyway. So the first song I wrote is about things people like. Puppies, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. <laughs> people love porn and end rhyme. It makes them feel complete. Uh, the <laughs> The second song I wrote, it deals with assonance. I'm sure you know assonance. This rhyming the vowel sounds in between words. Uh, rappers call it slant rhyme. Go say this. At dawn with chainsaws. For those of you that don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. It's about carving up dead bloated whales in Alaska at dawn. It's very metal. It's a very metal concept. <laughs> the last one I wrote... I think it's gonna be my big money maker. It's called 26 Year Old's Lament. I have the worst roommate. Knock, knock, knock on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom, why do I still live with my mom? I think that was a death growl. Another convention of death metal. You can, it's, we're all so tight. It's okay, you can laugh. Am I scaring you? They're like, we're scared of her. Poets, you're gonna be up, you're gonna be up in just a second, poets. Uh, I'm gonna do one more, one more joke. Uh, because I am so, I'm so very single and um, so very lonely. And I asked, I've never had an internet dating profile, ever, ever. I'm 48 years old. I've never been on a Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Craigslist misconnection, nothing, right? So I asked one of my girlfriends, I said, well, what do you do when you internet date? And she said, you need to raise that bar really high. And then I asked one of my guy friends, and he was like, you need to lower that bar way, way down. And then I said, why can't we just meet at the bar? Like, that's what my people used to do. You go get a drink at the bar. You just meet somebody. You got to fill out a survey and figure out where we might. Okay. Not going to punch down on you people just because you can't meet people in public. I'm sorry. See, I'm being mean. Stop being mean. Stop being mean. So I was outside. I was outside of a bar and I was smoking and I was, you know, looking for guys. And a fire truck came up and these 10 hot costumed men spilled out. And they, one of them had an axe. And I was like, oh, and they ran up the stairs. And I, I like waited for them to come back down. And, and one of them was so cute. And I waved at him and he waved back. And I gave him like a little shoulder thing and he like, he rang the bell, ring-a-ding, we were vibing. But I'm so stupid I didn't take down the number of the truck, so how am I ever going to find 
this guy again. So my plan is that I'm going to go back to the same bar on the same day at the same time, and I'm going to pay a questionably housed man $20 to start a garbage fire. And then woo, 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 woo. That, that's my version of Tinder. Okay, you guys are a fantastic audience, and thank you for laughing at my jokes. Yay! We have an unusual component of tonight's open mic, which I'm super excited about. We have two poets here. So, yeah, I know. It's going to be great. We have more comedy coming still, too, so stick around, obviously. But we've got poetry, which is really cool and very close to my heart. So put your hands together, everybody, for your first, or snap, or do something. I don't know what, what, what you do. Like, like, keep it cool, brother. <laughs> put your hands together for Kyrie. Yay! What's up, guys? What's up, guys? I'm a poet. I'm actually from San Francisco, Petrol Hill. You guys didn't know that. Um, if you want to know more about me, my Instagram is Kyrie underscore Jamal 333, and that's Kyrie, K-Y-R-E-E. I have a, a poetry book being released on my birthday next week, actually. It's titled Intrusive and Intuitive, and these are some uh, pieces from it. I'm going to share with you guys today. This first piece is called Loyalty Lies. When people call on friends for favors, is greed asking or is empathy? My past never gave me clarity on the intentions behind receiving help. Pride takes over me and tells me I am my own savior. It's the outcome of feelings after the favor has been granted that worries me from truly trusting. Are you helping because this is a place you've been before? Or are your motives given because you've gained a future favor? Why can't my mind seem to trust others without internally questioning their intent with me? I'm incensed with power. The lack of understanding turns people into cowards. Does my loyalty lie deeper than what the body projects? How about when feelings are mixed with instant rough words spurring out to people you need? I need your loyalty to not be upset, but protest to correct my errors in understanding me. Enter my shoes with empathy. You see, I need no seeds in order to grow these weeds that are carried with me. In a garden, I grow alone, and can you help picking them out? Time tests this task. If you stay, I then know your loyalty is built to last. Thank you. The, sex, the uh, second piece is called Suicide on the Tree of Life. I actually wrote this piece after coming down from a DMT trip, so. <laughs> All right. As I take my bites from this forbidden fruit, I'm incensed with knowledge. Witnessing all of existence and the creation of the stars, my mind wants to escape life, living my final hours, jumping the ledge. But there's no need to feel on edge. The information I receive from source is something I have yet to fully accept. Killing myself slowly, learning the infinite. What is the intent of fear? To strengthen us or remind us we too are mortal? Manifested because laziness does not want to gain power. It's no wonder the uneducated tend to be sour. I'm committing suicide on the tree of life. I'll decompose here until my body's no longer in sight. I now help give nutrients to the tree so others who pick up a fruit can only have a taste of where my mind has been. Knowledge is power. Power is freedom, and I want it. All right. This is the last piece I'm going to share with you guys. Um, this is called Heaven on Earth. Um, it's kind of a dualistic spin on another piece I wrote. It was called Reflections of Hell. Just it's internalized. Heaven on earth, I can see a path with no doubt, clearing through a valley of death with no fear in hand. My karmic cycles cleared blockages, unfolding delicate blessings. Scales teetering to find balance between my heart and the feather. Flowing with the blood of Christ, the body is a temple that one day will seize the, the day of light. Buddhist in mind, will I ascend or rebirth through death and time? No crying, just Jerusalem bells ringing, the angels touch and powers believing. Is this the utopia worth seeing? What's behind those gates is my endless abundance of bread, water, and love. Infinity symbols revealing immortality through my true self or pure ego. 
Glass temples with waves splitting apart sinners from saints like Moses in the Red Sea. Dancing on grassy terrain, the promised land, heaven's gates were revealed to me through dreams of revealing Eden. Positive energy no longer coincides with the devil's den. Toxic core is ripped out if I decide to keep my creation of heaven on earth. What is pain in the haven free from earth's sin? Lands that curses you when you separate due to war between colors of skin. I rise above the war and hardships balanced with a sun disc on my head. My halo proves my repentance, words of truths instead of lies to save one's own humanity. Heaven on earth to be a person could lead to being a poet or pure insanity. Thank you, guys. Hey, Kyrie, everyone. Hell yeah. We're going to keep this poetry rock block going. Keep your, put your hands together, everybody, for Jade. Woo! <laughs> Believe me, when we go to these phones, people are going to tell you to do just that, Chuck. My name is Jade, and I'm going to be doing a couple of poems for you tonight. Um, this one's called Where I'm From. I'm from a wiped memory of what it's like being a baby with two parents. I was caught in a tugging war between Florida and California. I got a list of apartment leases like their receipts. We would trade in receipts for money and recycled bottles for what would be my allowance. I was under the care of various strangers during the 20 hours my mom worked. I'm from Rewind VHS tapes and a double A Walkman to tune out the truth of how I miss my mom falling asleep with me. The last house I lived in was a, cap was a capsule, the last time I would have labeled what I felt as happiness. I'm from a yellow bedroom and a worshipped guitar on a maroon wall with, the, with plant stems raining over, raining over the window. I put distance between my uncle's bond by moving in the same house with him. Every time a string would snap, so would the attachments to the name of uncle and niece. I'm from a blue staircase and an orange living room. No other Christmas unwrapping was as grand as this one. I found my first skateboard in this neighborhood. We would play basketball in the high school down the hill. I'm from a family who gets exhausted of spending time with each other. My mind was never leashed to my skull, but it was a puppet on strings that would duplicate the actions in my environment, for example, I would resent my grandfather when he called. I'm from a family who, reset, who resets to normal after arguments and skip over the discussions. Anger arises, change your attitude, conclusion. Thank you. <laughs> I have one more. It's called Forever in a Moment. Forever in a Moment is our aura transforming rainbows where your sunflower crown makes love to my moonlit mind an eclipse is made when our third eye kissed. Forever in the moment is a soul-to-soul -soul relationship. Forever in the moment is when our voices harmonize and we pay no mind to the eyes that stare because, baby, this is you and I here. Under the strawberry clouds waiting for the bus home, forever in the moment is when our eyes heal under the moon, but in the astral realm, I get to travel with you too. Forever in the moment with you is playing hopscotch in the stars. So, answer, so to answer your question, the moments I would gently place in our everlasting time capsule would be the ones that were compatible with our love language. Poetry by the ocean and, t and touches so sensual you kiss on my skin could be its own love potion. Thank you. Hey, woo, Jade, everyone. We had a poetry corner. That was lovely. Fucking rad. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so we have a couple comedians left and I'm excited that you're all still here. And if any of you 
feel the burning urge to donate to Mutiny Radio, we are at Mutiny Radio at Venmo or at our door. We have a little scanny thing if you're interested in that. Your next comedian, he's so lovely. He just got up at the punchline for the first time last Sunday. Put your hands together for Sean Darren. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I was outside. How are we doing? Seems like a lot of people distract her, and I'll give you all a second. Okay. So, um, I've been having a health issue lately. I've been uh, getting hard at random times. And uh, it's been happening to me when I'm in class sitting at my desk, which is a particular issue for me because I'm the teacher of said class. And uh, the last time this happened to me, like right as I'm realizing, a kid raises his hand and he's like, hey, Mr. Durham, can you come over here and help me? No, dude. I'm trying not to come over here. The fuck? The kid was like relentless, you know? And I didn't know what to do. I kind of panicked. I just got mad at him instead. I was like, hey, kid, I'm just going to call your parents if you keep harassing me. And then I did. And I was like, hey, is this Jimmy's mom? Hey, this is Mr. Darum. What are you wearing right now? I'm sort of breathing hard right now, so sorry if I'm a little... <laughs> a little. keep having to swallow my breath so I don't fuck up. Uh, okay, you know, I had some new shit to work through. Hopefully I remembered it. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, I, uh, I've been getting more in touch with my roots, you know, studying my white culture. So I've been watching serial killer documentaries. I will say, uh, I, they're pretty fun. It's, it's fun watching someone get murdered. <laughs> Not like physically watch it, but spiritually. <laughs> no, but uh, I will say when I was, uh, when I was watching these, it must be embarrassing to be the first person that the serial killer killed. Like, you were that easy to kill. They didn't need any practice. Because it's always sloppy, too, you know? The person's in the back just, like, picking through their tools, grabbing, like, a plunger and shit, trying to figure out what's going to work. And they're just sitting there on the couch, like, oh, this wine's making me a little, a little tired. Like, oh, if only this couch was more comfortable. I don't know why it's covered in plastic. But uh, I do think a little, little, just like a tad bit of murder is good for the world. Just a little. Like even God likes a little murder, you know. We murdered his kid and suddenly he was like, oh, hey, you know, I'll forgive you for your sins. What the fuck? I may have overreacted about all that eating the apple shit. Sorry, I missed some lines there. I will say I need a little pressure of knowing someone might want to murder me to help me stay right. There's definitely some things I would do that I shouldn't do without the consequence of murder. Like, I would 100% be someone's mistress if I didn't know someone was going to want to kill me at the end of this. Like, I don't give a shit about marriage personally. I barely know why other people do. It's kind of weird to me you need a contract to stay with someone. Like, just work on making them come. You don't need to go to the government. 
Why are we getting the government involved? <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a minute. Jo- so I'm just going to work through this as far as I get, and I'll stop when my minute hits. But uh, I uh, thank you. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I've been hearing a lot of people say, like, we have a homeless issue here. And uh, I kind of feel like we're the issue. Like, this place is pretty comfortable before we put cement on it. Like, what's better at soaking up piss and shit than dirt? Like, what are we doing? They're living the way that we're supposed to in camps of sticks and dung. Just makes sense. All right. That's my minute, so I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. Yay, Sean Durham. Hooray. We have a couple comedians left. We have one person who's new to the room. This is very exciting. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter. Uh, yeah. Now, this young mister, you don't like sisters. He could not. I took some mushrooms before this. <laughs> so, hopefully, it goes better than last time. That could be me, or it could be an aging Mario before he fucks the princess one last time. He has erectile dysfunction now. <laughs> Uh, I think owning a gun is the new taking a self-defense course because everybody knows they probably should, but the people that do it talk about it way too much. That's also true because if you come in my living room at 3 in the morning, I'm not going to do Muay Thai with you and just hope that I'm better than you at Muay Thai. That's stupid. (laughs) Martial artists used to have to talk about, uh, about having to get their hands registered as deadly weapons. But if you come in my living room at 3 in the morning and try to take my TV, you're going to meet a real deadly weapon. (laughs) I'm going to shoot you so many times the police are going to think they did it. (laughs) 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 The citizens don't even have access to guns in England, so what do you shoot yourself with to commit suicide? A bow and arrow? Seems like a logistical nightmare unless you're good at uh, setting up those Rube Goldberg chain reaction machines. You dress up like a pilgrim. You set off a domino. It sets off a bunch of dominoes. It sets off a pendulum, activates a robotic Native American that just puts one right between your eyes. <laughs> People like posting signs that say things like, drive like your children live here. But those signs are kind of hard to read when you're speeding through their neighborhood and you're high. <laughs> also, you guys better hope that a pedophile doesn't see that sign because it might sound like an invitation to them. <laughs> Maybe just change it to please drive slow. You mentioning children, you're kind of dangling a carrot in front of them. <laughs> People pay so little attention to their surroundings and generally have bad spatial awareness. If it wasn't for that big red hand on the crosswalk, a lot of people would be dead. (laughs) Maybe start putting those big red hands on other potentially bad situations, like a guy leans in to kiss a girl who's way out of his league. Eh, 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 Right there in her pupils. (laughs) No. (laughs) Just fuck off, dude. Or a diabetic reaches for a Twinkie. Eh, 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 Right there on the packaging. Or a young black guy walking past a cop, eh, 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 right there on his badge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. I started losing my hair about 11 years ago when I was 25. When I first noticed, I went back to the barber to complain, and only for her to explain to me that it was genetic, and she pointed to a sign with a little red circle and a, a crooked uh, DNA double helix on its side with a line through it saying, like, basically, no. <laughs> Uh, I fucked that up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting nervous here. <laughs> Life starts getting lonely as you get older. Friends start having children or becoming obnoxious or both, but usually both. I was so bored one Saturday night that I started thinking about joining this weird occult church. 
but the occult church would have if they actually had magic they would have had a better website <laughs> they probably also wouldn't just be admitting <laughs> they probably also wouldn't just be admitting people to turn in a fee in an application if a group of people figured out how to do anything like even approximately close to magic the government would round them up and put them in plastic cubes like that movie x-men <laughs> If you figured out how to make a broomstick fly, the Air Force is going to send Top Gun after you, and Tom Cruise and his friends are going to escort you down and take your wacky broom to Area 51. If you figured out a way to speak to transdimensional beings, there would be a white flower van <coughs> parked in front of your house with FBI agents listening to your conversation. If you figured out how to make a radioactive, radioactive material in a cauldron, some CIA guy dressed like a bunny would emerge from a tree and steal your little science project so you could get a promotion. <laughs> It's in the Constitution. Thou shalt not do cool shit before the government. <laughs> Yay! Drugs are good. Drugs are good. Okay, your last comedian of the night. So excited that he's here on vacation from Vermont, and he has to go back to school. And I'm so glad that you're. I get to see you like every day for two weeks. Put your hands together, everybody, for Charlie Moore. Yay! What's up, you guys? Uh, earlier, I was reading this article, and this guy got sentenced to five years in prison and had to register as a sex offender for streaking at the World Series. What do we think about that? Fair, unfair. Five years in prison, had to register as a sex offender for streaking at the World Series. Right? That's unfair, right? I mean, five years in prison for streaking at the Little League World Series, that is absolutely ridiculous. Right? No? Come on, my man. Like, I'm Gen Z. I've been watching porn since I was nine years old. The only thing that man is giving those kids are realistic expectations. <laughs> That's all he's doing. <laughs> all right, let's tell a decent one. Uh, I recently took a trip to the South. That was cool. People told me the South was going to be a racist place. But actually, in the South, people are so kind that they'd go either way to offer me directions. Like, this one guy came up to me, and he was just like, hey, son, it looks like you're in the wrong town. That's so kind of them, right? <laughs> it's so kind. I love it a lot. All right, this isn't a joke. This is just some shit I thought about. Feel free to talk back about it. Uh, I can't watch black porn because, I don't know, like, do you those black pornos? I can't watch them because I feel like I relate more to the white characters in the story. And for those of you who've watched those videos, the white character always gets fucked over in the videos. Like, the white character, the lady's like, my husband's out of town on a business trip. I'm like, that's a hardworking man. Why would you sleep with, come on. It's fucked up. Uh, I play Division Three basketball. For those of you who don't know what that is, there's three levels of college basketball. There's Division One, which is sponsored by Gatorade. Division Two, which is sponsored by Powerade. And Division Three, which is sponsored by Financial Aid. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really awesome. And my team, we're not that bad. Like, we actually played against the Division I team, and we only lost by 17 points to the University of Vermont women's team. <laughs> it was pretty good. Like, in Division I basketball is the only level of college basketball where at halftime, the players work the snack sack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like dating girls who dated shitty guys before me because when I treat them like the queen that they are, they act like once broke rappers who just moved into a mansion. Cool, yeah. <laughs> this girl gets on fo her phone, she's like, hey, remember Todd used to make me sleep on the floor? Charlie lets me sleep in the bed. And hey, 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 check the neck, check the neck. Bruise free. <laughs> I don't know. 
This one girl, like, she always used to say that her boyfriend used to call her ugly. So it always felt good reassuring her, like, baby, if you were ugly, we would not be dating. (laughs) I sound like such a dick right now. All right, anyways, moving on from that. Uh, I feel like the coolest thing about growing up is learning to, like, feel pride for the insecurities we used to have as kids. Like, for me, I used to be ashamed of being, like, the whitest black guy ever. And it's not like I'm ashamed of my white half or anything, white power. It's just that, it's just as if I've gotten older, I've realized that, like, if comedy doesn't work out, I have a great job lined up when cartoons need a voice actor to voice the N-word for white characters. (laughs) Am I wrong? I'm objectively right. There's a market. There's a man. (laughs) That's all it takes. Yeah, Uh, and I also know that, like, I don't know, is, like, a whitish-seeming black guy, I'm literally the human version of gentrification, quite honestly. That's horrible. Uh, (laughs) What I want to say, I think I'm over my ex at this point. That's, That's fun, right? Like, I didn't even smile back at her when she smiled at me in my dream last night. Yeah. Like, did I arrange a threesome with one girl who looked like her and another girl who had the same name as her just so I could appropriately say her name during sex? No. That'd be weird, right? That, that'd be weird. Like, I haven't even thought about her in three months. 29 days. Nine hours and 12 seconds. Okay, it's been a very long time since her funeral, to be quite honest. Like, <laughs> shit's fucked. <laughs> All right, uh, fun fact about me, I'm actually born on the same day as my mom, and people always say things there. They're like, oh, what an incredible gift. Wait, do you give me the horn? All right. <laughs> what an incredible gift that God has given you on your birthday, which I say to them, no. A gift is something that's given out of friendship or out of love. I was given to her out of wedlock. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> But it is true, I am born on the same day as my mom, and to prove it, I actually have a tattoo of my mom and I's birthday on my ribcage. It's the first tattoo I ever got. And I always explain the backstory of this tattoo, because without the backstory, it's a big red flag to have a big, bold lettering tattoo of your own birthday. That shit's so whack. All right, that's my time. Thank you, guys. Yay, keep it going for Steph Curry's younger cousin. Yay. That was lovely. Um, we have, it looks like we have one comedian left and he's here is, oh, Dom, you are in the corner and the stuff. Okay, here we go. Your last comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dominimium Sims. Yay! All right. I love mutiny. Yeah. Love mutiny. A lot of cool stuff. The poetry was pretty cool. You know, if they work it out, it'll be nice. And the comedy's been great tonight. So, um, yeah, why is the ocean salty? Because the sky is bigger. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so everyone's familiar with the escape from Alcatraz Triathlon. It's an uh, event where 40 athletes start on Alcatraz. They swim a mile and a half through cold, choppy water to San Francisco and ride a bike through the city's hills for 18 miles and finish the race running an eight-mile trail. Yeah, years ago, a 40-something-year-old who's not so handicapped for missing one arm placed in the top 20. Yeah, after the comp- the guy was interviewed after the competition and quoted saying, I would have come in sooner if I wasn't swimming in circles at the start. Yeah. 
his friends his friends call him the circle jerk he said he would be the uh, spokesperson for Arm and Hammer if they gave him the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would like to see him shake on that deal. That'd be pretty cool. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so, what do old television sets and women share in common? <laughs> you can usually go back when they start acting up. You can usually go back to watching the game in peace after a good smack. That's, that's, that's an attention getter right there. I know. Um, so a lot of new comics talk about jerking off, and uh, I'm going to talk about picking my nose because uh, it feels really good. Uh, I know it's an unsavory habit, but when you have wide nostrils, it makes rummaging around super inviting. I'm also a switch picker, so I can pick as equally well with both hands. But I hate when I cut my fingernails because that's when it's the hardest to get a clean pick and flick. Yeah, after cutting my nails, I have to really reach and fully extend my finger just to pin a boogie. I'm stretched so far up my schnoz. In that moment, it looks like I'm a puppeteering with my nose. Yeah, um, so I'm from a dangerous part of the East Bay called the East Bay. It, it, yeah, it's, it's bleak. It's, it's, it's bleak. <laughs> and uh, after spending a day in San Francisco, then going back to the East Bay is like crashing really hard on drugs. Yeah. You know, you go from a place where there's museums and culture to where the Bay is spelled D-A-B-A-E in public schools, I think. Yes, yeah, you know, and then you go from grand openings to grand closings. I saw three of my East, Book, East Bay friends on Facebook, and they were dressed head to toe in flannel, uh, who were going to a pajama jam. And the post read, go outside and enjoy the colors. And I said to myself, no, nah, I'm going to stay inside and avoid the gunfire. Yeah, that's all for me. So that's, that's it for me, short and sweet, like my penis. <laughs> <All right. laughs> good, good, good night, everybody. Dumb Sims ending on a dick joke like a professional. Well, that was fantastic, everyone. We had a good time, and that was our show. And thanks for being here. And if you were tuning in, thanks for do that, doing that. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your Hanukkah or your your Christmas or whatever you're doing. Um, yay! Sorry, I drank so many of those CBD waters that they I, I they make you like they make you dumb after a while. It's the CBD. You can get the. I'll just tell everybody the secret. Right now at um, Grocery Outlet, they have the CBD waters and they have them on sale, and you can buy them with food stamps. Oh, oh what? Ah, it's crazy. Anyways, they're really great. They've got 2.5 milligrams of CBD in them. I'm like. I'm so in the moment I've forgotten all language. All right, thanks everybody for being here. Bye. FM. This is the Found Round Sound Show, in which we're featuring the music from the films. 
of John Hughes. So if you please, please, please listen to the rest of this show, you will dig it. I'm not a million of you or myself I want a doctor to take a picture So I can 
by the window, staring out at the night. You see your lover leaning against the old street light. But don't worry, baby, it's gonna be alright. He was tossing and turning, and he couldn't sleep. He said he shouldn't bother.
you